Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome to yet another episode of the Bobo and Flex show. My name is Bobo and I am your host and I'm with the beautiful Flex. Hey. Flex, how are you feeling today now that you've taken <laughs> all your teeth out? <laughs> I wish we had recorded the discussion we just had because I was saying that I know, the human right? body is so weak and so resilient all at the same time. Right. And it's just, I mean, the process itself is just very um, barbaric, even to have to do that to pull out bone from your skull but can you I was, imagine for some reason my tiktok algorithm has been i guess you know wisdom toothy biology human evolution related and they were saying that because of the way the industrial evolution revolution encouraged us to start living differently we were going in da- inside more we weren't necessarily having to be outside, vitamin D deficiency, blah, blah, blah. Our skulls yeah. got smaller and therefore we what? our heads didn't grow as big as they were meant to grow, like real caveman style. And therefore um, we stopped developing a need for the wisdom tooth, which I think is pretty... Um, uh, I feel like that's missing a few details. Can we really have like an evolutionary... Um, transformation in just a couple of years like that like i feel like it didn't take a mm. hundred years to go from cavemen to yeah it took sophisticated some time. bitch yeah <laughs> but <laughs> now i was just reading like what are those like fucking third molars for and i guess they were saying that back in the days when we were eating you know um really tough sticks and you know just very tough items that required us to you know use all those teeth but now all our food is mush and preservatives so you can use the first and the seconds and be quite fine and live and function but the whole process is just very weird and i was so surprised that for how for how many people have to get this procedure how little information there was that wasn't conflicting some people like use a cold compress use a heat compress you'll feel swelling for three days you'll feel swelling for three weeks it's like i don't understand what's meant to be happening like yeah some people like (laughs) don't use a straw a straw is so bad other people like oh my god a straw was my lifesaver i couldn't eat anything without a straw why am i god so i feel like i was just harassing my i went to my dentist twice i went to my chemist twice and i went to my own gp once i went to and got acupuncture yeah. all for what really my body all eventually healed pain. itself yeah <laughs> literally it's how bizarre. is the process itself though like oh okay so i am one of those people who's notoriously just a bit um i don't know if it's scared but i don't like going to the doctor i don't like going to dentist i don't want to go i don't want to no, go anywhere me. medically and health related yeah. And it's not as I've had a bad experience. I just feel like for the longest time, I just di- didn't really prioritize health in any way. You know how you mm. don't want to go to the doctor and get bad information so you don't go at all? That's literally me. <laughs> That's, yeah. 
but with the wisdom tooth, they would, um, my dentist eventually ended up telling me that they would erupt and then um, break the gum and then food and stuff would get stuck in there and then it would retreat. So that's why every couple of months I was like having pain and then it'd go away. I'd have pain and it'd go away. But oh. when I got there, he was so complimentary about my teeth. He's like, you got such healthy bone, no cavities, none of that shit, amazing work. I was like, fuck, this is so nice and flattering. I feel so safe. Um <laughs> But then when I had the actual procedure, it was so chill. They just um, sat me down. I mean, my dentist is super pretty. It's like really like premium luxe moment. So they sat me down this like robot chair with the TV up the top and they just put heaps, they injected heaps of numbing stuff into my gums. The issue was- Were you not under anesthesia? I mean, they said it was local anesthesia, which means you don't go, you're not out, like you're fully conscious, but you just can't feel oh, your gums, your tongue or your lips. You can't feel your mouth, basically. It's very odd. Yeah. So yeah, he injects um, numbing stuff all in my mouth. And it was odd because it would it would keep wearing off. He would start to poke my gums with a scalpel and be like, can you feel that? I'm like, yeah, I can feel that. <laughs> Don't. He's like, oh, that's really <laughs> odd. Like you shouldn't be able to feel that. I'm like, I need more of whatever that is. Cause I can, I can, you poked me. And yeah. then he would start to trick me and not poke me and be like, can you feel it? I'm like, well, no, you didn't poke me anyway. So yeah, once everything was numb, it's a very odd sensation because not being able to feel the bottom half of your face it's odd because like my tongue is flopping, my lips feel are flopping. They're you all can't heavy. Feel it. I can't feel it, but I can not having the conscious sensation of even having a mouth. <laughs> Very what meta. What was that like? It, it was yeah. just odd because I felt, but I also felt so self-conscious about what my lower half of my face was doing because there was no control. I was like, is my mouth even closed? I'm not a mouth breather, but you know. So basically yeah. when he sat me down, he kind of used um, one hand to like, pry my mouth open because he said that I have quite, I've got a big face and like big lips, but a small mouth. And he's like, your mouth doesn't want to stay open. You like, you, um, like your teeth are always quite close together and your mouth is always closed. So having to pry it open, that's what caused my TMJ. Cause he's literally like holding, trying to hold my mouth open with my thumb, with his, with his thumb and his pointer. So I'm like holding my mouth open and then all you feel is like the pressure of him trying to keep my mouth open. And then also him like latching onto a tooth with a fucking, what is what's this machine called? A plier. And he's literally like, twisting. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like, you kind of disassociate from the experience because you can't feel it. But when you start to hear your gums tear away from your <gasps> teeth. No, don't tell me this. Oh my God. No. And it's tearing. And it's like, it's two stages because there's one where he's like, he's pulling, he's like twisting left and right, just trying to like, you know, loosen it a bit. This is a horror movie. The actual sensation. Man's trying to loosen it left, right, left, right, left, right. And then you feel it dislodged slightly, which means that the, like the, the stringy bits that keep it connected up top have like dislodged. But now he's getting a scalpel and an, um, and scissors and literally like cutting my gums away from the tooth. So you can just pull it out freely. (gasps) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god stop stop oh my god i was like what he's like yep and that's it then they're out amazing job you're doing such a great job lillian wow great work 
I cannot. I don't know how you live through that. Like, I it actually don't. It was just don't. so bizarre. And he's like, yep, so right now we're just using a scalpel to cut into your gum. Just wait <gasps> for the tooth. And no, then no. Let me know if you I feel can't anything. even listen. And I'm like, I don't feel anything. And then he grabs the pliers. I'm like, um, I think I, I feel that. He's like, you feel that? Interesting. Well, what we'll do is we'll give you some more <laughs> In the calm and, voice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll give you some more numbing and we'll just see if I'm... <laughs> Let me know if that's okay. Oh, great. You can't feel that? Okay, well, we'll just keep going. What I'm doing now is just... <laughs> wink, wow. Wink, 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 wink. <laughs> oh, my God. But, to like, honestly, I would say the healing was far more traumatizing than the procedure. The procedure, honestly, if you close your eyes and just vibe out, it's fine. You can't feel anything. Yeah. Obviously, hearing it is, like, not the most pleasant thing, but it's a subtle yeah. kind of noise and sensation. But the the pain afterwards, I was like, this is fucked. If this is the reason why people are scared of the dentist, I understand. Not the yeah. procedure itself, but the aftercare. That's so interesting. I feel like we had like opposite experiences. Um, I, hold on one second. I sent my boyfriend to the store to buy me rum and pineapple juice because <laughs> I want He's a pina colada. <laughs> he is. <laughs> And now he's telling me he can't find pineapple juice. Can you imagine? Oh, Hold, let me just... It's corona season. Let me text him. Okay, I'm back. Um, yeah, I feel like we had opposite experiences. Like, I was in South Africa at the time, and they had to take out all four of my wisdom teeth. And they actually just knocked me out, like, full on... But I was also in like a full-on surgery room. Like it was really intense. The last thing I remember was asking, I remember asking like, can you give me like the most accurate probability that I'll die doing this? Like, just (laughs) let me know. (laughs) Like what are my chances that I, and then I just, just, I was knocked out. And yeah, that's the only thing I remember. And then I woke up and my mom was next to me and my face was, I was full blowfish. Oh, I was puffy as fuck. Yeah, for like two weeks. Two I could, weeks? <laughs> yeah, it took a while. Um, but yeah, and then I was just on painkillers like all the time. I think for mm. the first like five days, I was just on painkillers. But like common, common painkillers. And that was that. But yeah, it was such a... I just don't do well with doctors. Like even when I go to just get like, a regular degular injection it's always drama it's just the dramatics oh see i it's yeah wild. that's that's a problem because the more i go to any kind of medical practitioner um holistic or otherwise it's fine like it's always such a nice experience that i I'm frustrated at all the times that I had issues and just didn't go. But I'm actually quite good with, I mean, I don't go for, I don't get sick often. Like, I'm not the type of person who's like, oh, I feel eggs, pains, I've got a flu, I've got a fever. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm just not a checkup bitch. You know, I just don't, you know, people who yeah. like go in quite regularly just to see if things are moving the way they should. No. Yeah. I wait till there's an issue. <laughs> or like too. I have to get a pap smear or like whatever it might be that I'm like, this isn't right. Now I'll go to the doctor. Or I've like, see, I do. I don't know if we talked about this, but I remember when because I'm I don't get sick, um, pretty much ever. When I had tonsillitis, I just thought it was a common cold. So I was just going about my day oh, being like, "Oh, I remember you told you me all that." Really go through when you, when you have <laughs> yeah. cold and flu. This is like really painful. <laughs> 
Meanwhile, Meanwhile, it's a whole tonsil. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe people just go to work when they're feeling unwell. Like, <laughs> and they went to the doctor, they're like, baby, how long have you been feeling this way? I was like, I don't know. 10 days? Meanwhile, you're dying. Like, Since then, I was like, I'm not dying. playing around. But I remember my dentist was saying, oh, no, not my dentist. I went to the acupuncturist um, for some pain relief, which was good, but <clears throat> it was only provided temporary <clears throat> relief because... I was just like five days out of surgery. Couldn't do any miracles. But he was asking if I was, sorry. He was asking if I got put under like unconscious vibes. And I was like, no. And he was like, oh, I really, yeah, I worry about people who get put under because the the dentists are just so ferocious. Like they're literally sitting on top of you using brute strength, leaving people with bruises um, just to get these fucking teeth out. Like it's, it's not cool. And I was like, really? And you go online and look at certain forums and compare the experiences of people who were awake when they got their wisdom teeth out and people who were asleep. And the people who were asleep have uh, far longer recoveries because shit just wasn't taken care of cute. (laughs) They were beat up (laughs) during the extraction process. I was like, shit's crazy. I hate it here. But I was, um, to to you listening, I was telling Bobo before we started recording that this experience just reminds me that nobody cares in like the, in the most like, I don't even know if it's comforting or just like affirming way because I'm one of those people who is like, work, 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 you know, be really available for your clients, work, 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 work. So I would assume if there's a time where I can't work, people that I work with would understand that it's, it will care, number one, because, you know, let's humanize me, but we'll assume it's for a valid reason, not that I'm just a bludger. Mm. And I was so surprised to find out that in this time period when I was like, look, guys, like I've just had my wisdom tooth extraction, three bloody teeth out. I'm just going to take three to five days just off emails. Don't really talk to me. I'm not working. Like I can't do no face stuff, no speaking stuff. I don't even know if I'm like impacted by these drugs that I'm taking. I feel coherent, but who bloody knows, you know? So don't talk to me. And the amount of emails I got in response to me, like, oh my God, that sounds so terrible. But do you think that like, you know, how's the swelling? Because like, you know, um, if you shoot from the front for this campaign, then we can definitely do retouching. So like, you know, we don't need to, um, you know, you don't want to miss out on any jobs, right? Or, um, oh, we w- really want to come shoot your house. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be awesome. We want to capitalize on, you know, amplifying black voices. Oh no, you're in recovery. Oh, no, you're swollen. I've heard people had swelling go down in one to two days. So, like, if you want to reconsider in, like, Like, tomorrow, the day after. Oh, my God. Leave me alone. (laughs) You literally just had (laughs) teeth taken out of your skull. And they're still asking you to shuck and jive. Like, and my, my thing is, I don't expect almost like emotional uh like an emotional connection from people who i do business with that's i mean it would be nice but you might be asking for too much but i think when somebody's provided context just let it go like let it go but it's uh, perhaps it's just the industry because this is the same kind of energy that i get when people are like hey we really want to send you clothes and i'm like you go up to a size 12 i'm a size 18 yeah, but we this this one top we have stretches and like we wear. It oh oversized. my god! Can it's you like, imagine? No, cut it! Stop it! Leave it alone! <laughs> I feel like people have forgotten 
that despite the fact that we're functioning, we are in a pandemic. Yeah. Climate change exists. The world yeah. is ending. Like Literally. Huh? <laughs> Why must we pretend that everything is okay for a check? That's the thing, hey? That's... And this is like the scam of it all. But this is also why, like, I really tell people, like, listen, go to bed when you're tired. Yeah. Rest when you're tired. Eat good food. Go take care of your relationships. Tend to the things that are important to you because you are just a number. Like, you are just a number, fam. You're doing ride or die for your job why they will replace you so quickly like if you die today your job will replace you people who are working minimum wage jobs let me tell you for free you need to be doing the bare minimum because you are just a number everyone under capitalism is actually just a number and like the quicker you realize that the more peace of mind you have because you stop doing ride or die it blows my mind that like you will be literally dying and people will still expect you to bend over backwards for their company. Are you mad? It's just bizarre. And I wonder, I mean, I'm trying to do a thing where instead of um, like it's with all, it's how I resolve most conflict. But instead of sitting with the discomfort, I, I spell it back to the people who are asking me to go above and beyond for common mm. common. Yeah. You know, like in this instance, I like it's just I remember having this conversation with someone I work with quite regularly and I was like, babes, I feel like you're not listening. Like I put I provided context for weeks. I told you four weeks, I'm getting my wisdom teeth out. Therefore, yeah. I'm not doing shit on the day. Yeah. It's at, the, <laughs> yes. the surgery's at 10.30. Don't ask me shit on the day. Don't ask me shit the day of. Don't ask me shit for five days after. Because what yeah. we've done is I've told you a month in advance. So if there's any conversation that's urgent, it can happen in the next four weeks. What happens? Mm. Text the day of. Hey, I know that you're about to get um your extraction, but I just really want to check if you can quickly... No! Like, can you imagine? And the it's audacity. Also like, I feel like... I've been saying this a lot, right? And like, I hate to sound ableist by using this phrase, but like people make me feel so insane. Like you, you really want me to feel bad about (laughs) taking care of yourself, (laughs) taking care of myself, prioritizing my health, like almost still maintaining professionalism, prioritizing jobs. I don't want to do or have to do. Yeah. It's just like, it's it's honestly so bizarre and i feel no, like yeah it's honestly. um it's hard to comprehend when uh like i just remember the feeling so vividly from working um in an office and how i just felt like i had no agency to prioritize myself in any way even for None. minor things like if i had skipped lunch or or had it in my head that i wanted to p- postpone eating to get something done but you know three o'clock comes my boss is like oh you want to go eat lunch now? No. Like, it's the middle of the workday. Like, rise yeah. and grind, bitch. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you're right. No, what the fuck? No. I need to eat. <laughs> like, like, that's... Capitalism will really gaslight you into believing that you're the one who's sick. I used to grapple with this quite a lot. Like, after I went through my realization that, like, everything is a scam, I started feeling guilty for feeling lazy. Like, I would genuinely just not feel, 
I would start to feel lazy or I would feel gaslit into feeling lazy because I wasn't willing to kill myself for other people. And like, that's the shit. Because I've also, I used to work at this tech company. I've had all the jobs like in the world, like I've had all the jobs. I used to work at this tech company like very soon after I moved to New York. So it was very like male dominated, just full of white men, grind culture. And like, as far as I'm concerned... Me, when the clock hits noon, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm going to go and get lunch. And I'm gonna go for a full hour. And people would really make me feel like I'm the one who's mad. Because I'm going to go nourish my body. Like, and because I wasn't eating at the desk. Like, no. It's How just... you niggas are mad. <laughs> and it's it's like the circumstances are far worse because yeah. perhaps, you know, let's say, even let's say two years ago when we maybe were a bit disillusioned about how fucked the planet was and how much time mm. that we have left on it. And even yeah. before we realised we we're in the midst of a global pandemic, which is having, you know, ongoing impacts on not just on our, um, sorry, <clears throat> I've got... <clears throat> not just having impacts on our immune system, but also our psychological health, our mental health, our emotional yeah. health, our spiritual health, our physical well-being, all of these impacts. And yet we're still made to feel as though life must go on. Does it really have to? If there that's, was a time that's to the slow question. down, reevaluate, <laughs> you know, move with more grace and tact and almost like, yeah, and almost think bigger picture wouldn't this be the time what needs this, to happen literally. for us to start moving differently the way That's people the question. i mean <laughs> personal life is fine i feel like people the expectations between what you expect from your friends are quite different in this time and i feel like most people have been smart enough to give their friends and family space where they need it or on the inverse you know invest more time into them because they might need it mm. but professionally like you are all insane the way you no, are asking people to break their back in this time and you can comfortably go and sleep because yeah. you just have to do your job yeah how do people I, I often wonder like um when I speak to like my friends who work in like agencies and who pretty much are like the issue like <laughs> not the issue but you know how like if you're someone who works in middle management or you're a boss or you're an agent and you're the person who I guess needs to keep pushing people to keep working like yeah middle management yeah. tells you like you need to keep working you need to come on time you have to sacrifice some things you got to work overtime but we can't pay you and you just have to keep the ball Can you rolling and stuff yeah and then you lament your job because you know you hate that you have to be the person who does this. But where do you think change is going to happen? Like, do you there really think go. from top down the the there stakeholders who are getting paid tens of millions of dollars in bonuses just from keeping the company afloat during a pandemic are they going to be the ones to tell you to tell your staff to like take it easy? No, like, like you would need to be the one who's going to instill from your section that people below you need some time for their mental health or need some time. Yeah. To just like feel like fucking humans. And you would need to try and find a way to to communicate that to people top up who don't understand that it isn't livable to fucking oh have my God. ten dollars an hour, like twelve dollars an hour. <laughs> like it's not making sense. <laughs> it makes no sense at all. And that's the thing, like setting boundaries has the reason that we're all scammed into the slavery of capitalism is because we've all agreed like ants that this is acceptable like 
we're all too scared to set boundaries because we know how replaceable we are. Yeah. But we all have to agree, especially like people who work freelance. Hold on, my boyfriend is at the door. One <laughs> sec. Okay, I'm back. I think what kills me is the fact that everyone is so keen on getting back to normal. Like, what was so great about normal that everyone feels that we must sprint back to our normal mode of existence? Like the existence that was everyday slavery, where everyone's mental health was decaying. Why do we need to sprint back to that when we're like in the middle of the most opportune time to create a better mode of existence? Like I actually don't understand. And what's really bizarre is, I mean, we've had a lot of um, like critical discussions about capitalism and, you know, like what the alternative could be or ways to kind of make our current, um, sorry, our current society more livable for more people. Yeah. And the way we've seen people pivot because of Corona, the way we've seen people allow, uh, the way we've seen workplaces allow people to work from home or to to work less hours, more hours, allow people to to kind of um, become more malleable to make the job work. But suddenly this couldn't have happened before. It took a whole pandemic for us to think about ways we could essentially make our lives more livable. Yeah. Without compromising ourselves or our like our jobs. It's all possible. I think like and it's but I understand the mentality because I had the same mentality of like, how can it be any different? And what's the issue if we're all just doing it? Like we'll just keep doing what we're doing. And it's like, well, no, it's just getting worse. And I feel yeah. like I thought at one point, like, <clears throat> things will get better because the people like, okay. I become quite resigned to things, whatever things might be, getting better because there's no incentive for things, for people who already have, like, uh, what do you call who it? Who haven't made, people, yeah. Yeah, people who already have lives worth living, you know? Like, why would yeah. a billionaire care about like, making life more livable for you $50,000 a year host? <laughs> like, yeah. it's not happening. <laughs> that's exactly how jeff bezos feels yeah 100 and i see the gap in understanding in this in these kind of environments where i mean i don't know if i spoke about it on the podcast but um about how you know a couple of weeks ago so sydney's been like in sydney's been kind of like quote unquote out of lockdown for a little while now in the sense that we can still go out and do stuff we can go to restaurants we can go to bars there are just precautions and how many people can be in the space and things like that but for the most part we've had a semblance of real life and i remember at one point maybe two weeks ago victoria um melbourne was the same they could they too could go out to bars and so and so as victoria's cases started going up um and more restrictions were put in place our premier was saying that people shouldn't people from sydney shouldn't travel to victoria and vice versa let's let's not fuck around with interstate transmissions. Just keep to your own state. Don't like, don't mess with it. It's not worth it. Mm. And there was this client that I work with that in part of, um, as part of our, uh, as part of the retainer that I was on, um, we had to do a shoot was contractually contractually obliged to do a photo shoot for like a campaign. Right. But this has been in the contract since pre Corona. So you would assume that it would pivot in some way. Now, all the talent for the shoot is based in Sydney, but the company is based in Melbourne. So previously, the talent from Sydney would just fly to Melbourne and do the shoot. 
like no problem but because we're in a pandemic and because our premier said don't travel interstate Mm. i went to the client like hey i know this shoot's scheduled but our premier said that we can't travel so i'm not gonna go anymore yeah they were like what what do you mean you're not gonna go and they were like it's only been advised that you don't travel the borders haven't been shut yet I was like, well, they're not going to shut the borders because, like, so many major roads go between <laughs> yeah. those two states. People still need produce. Like, medical right, practitioners still right. need to travel. Like, there's so many, um, like, follow-on impacts of shutting these borders that they're relying on individuals to heed the warning and not fucking travel. Right? Right. So then they're like... Oh yeah, but you know, like it's gonna be so fine. Like there's only gonna be like us from the company, and like we've been social distancing, and like you know, I'm sure like the airport will be fine. Everyone's taking precautions, and like we're not in the hot spot where heaps of cases are. We're just kind of near the area, so it's gonna be fine. Just oh come. my god! And I remember like talking to um like um I remember talking to like my agent and like th- talking through her to the client and being like. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> like, why? The way it was framed, it's like, oh, it's like it's gonna be really frustrating if you don't come because like the shoot is actually quite important and it was like contractually like obliged and like it's already in the calendar and it's like you know you should be like it's expected that you come and I'm like this is not me saying I don't want to come because I got too drunk on the weekend and I didn't even drink but you know I got too cooked on the weekend and I, and I can't make the, the yeah flight. it's been advised. By the premier, like the government. Like we're in a global pandemic. Like. <laughs> and the back and forth, back and forth, it makes you feel like with every time somebody um, pushes Debates. back against you being rational, mm. you you do feel like you do feel like you're in the wrong. You're like, is this correct? No, this is like cosmic gaslighting. Like this yeah. is, is this not gaslighting? <laughs> and so I'm standing my ground. I'm like, I'm just not going. And they're kind of like, you know, why don't you, today's Monday, the shoot's on... Um, Sunday, why don't you see, you know, what the news says between those, you know, couple of days and then, you know, change your mind. I'm like, but I don't want to, what, what? Like, yeah, I don't want to be the person who strings you along and then decides like, oh, sorry, like, <laughs> I actually don't want to come anymore. I want to stick to my guns. It's just easier if I, if I like let you know that I'm not coming for this very valid reason and you just accept it. Yeah. And then they go on to say, well, if we pay you X amount of dollars, will you come? I just no, like I actually cannot. Like I just, I have cannot. never heard something more disrespectful. <laughs> With because a straight face. Po- and then I was like, "What are you talking about?" And they were like, "Oh, you know, we didn't mention like maybe you thought that this was like not an additional sum of money, and so like maybe we thought that if you knew that this was like an additional sum of money, then like you know you would come." And the reason I gave still stands. <laughs> and now you look fucking crazy telling me to reconsider. My health and safety for a check. For a Because that's all it so is. So if you die, you, it's a like, check. <laughs> that's the thing too. Like if you die, uh, will they be at your bedside? Like are they going to cure you? Is that extra bag going <laughs> to cure Like is it going to bring you back to life? Like, And then what I find to be worse, like the, the cherry on the fucking top is the people that I was meant to be, the other talent on the shoot, how we're all from Sydney and that in order to do the shoot. Because I was saying to him, uh, uh, I was expressing like, if all the talent is in Sydney, then wouldn't you sooner one of you people fly down from the company and just yeah, like oversee the shoot in Sydney? What? Oh, is that my doorbell? Mm. Hold that thought. Let me get it my doorbell. Okay. 
like I was saying, the sheer, yeah. <laughs> the, the cherry on top, the cherry on top for what makes this worse is the fact that yes, there was heaps of Sydney talent that was also meant to go to this shoot, and I had spoken to a few of them who were kind of like, oh, like, yeah, it's pretty bad that they're asking us to go, but I'm just gonna do it, and I was like, but. If it's bad they're asking you to go, why are you going to do it? Like, why don't you just give them context? I don't really want to cause you a see, problem. Here's, here's like, it's pretty fucked that they would ask oh, us. No. It's pretty fucked that they would ask us from us. But, you know, like, it's in the contract, so. Okay. So tell me why. Here's These, the like, thing. four, two, wait, I think it's three. These three talent still end up going to the shoot, still travel, despite being told or advised by a premier not to travel, but then have the same nerve to jump onto the same Instagram talking about everybody needs to make sure they're staying inside to stay safe. Everybody needs to make sure that they're taking oh the right God. precautions. People just going out willy-nilly. Like, this is, like, it's not on. Like, we all need to do our part. I understand that during a pandemic you can travel. Like, back when in that time, maybe two weeks ago, they were saying that, like, yes, you can do Sydney to Melbourne travel for work, like, for urgent essential work. This was not urgent or essential. And, like, this is where, like, the fuck, the issue lies not within just, like, the the corporation who's asking you to, I guess, put aside your humanity and your safety in order for their check, but all the people who, like, claim to give a shit, who claim to be uh, able to set boundaries, who claim to want to prioritise themselves and what's right over a check. But we'd be the first ones to run for that check and then come on the same Instagram telling you... You essential workers who have to be going to grocery stores, working 15, 16 dollars an hour, that you should be staying at home. When they just cashed how many figures? Four figures, five figures? To stand in front of a camera for a few hours. For a non-essential. Like for a non-essential Blows my mind. That also, not only... It's not only non-essential, like it actually can be postponed. It can be worked around. Like... And it's like, yeah, even in the time of Corona, when it was actual lockdown, the amount of shoots that I did um, for clients that had clients like looking at me via Skype, watching me set up lighting, watching me set up camera angles, taking photos, approving via emails, it can all be done. See, my thing is like, I feel like the the title of this episode should be like, you don't care because people show time and time again how they don't care. I can't like... I expect this shit from corporations. Like, just do you. Your job is really to take the piss, yeah. to, to ask for, to take an inch. What's that thing? Ask for an inch, take a mile. I expect that from corporations. And so yeah. those are conversations that I'm happy to have. But I'm so fucking sick of creators, influencers, taking the moral high ground because it's the right thing to do. Especially the Especially. rich ones. Like, you already, you're already making more than six figures, mm-hmm. fam. Like, I know. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know how much they're paying you, and yet, and yet, you're willing to kill because that is what it is. Like you're willing to kill, and here's the, you are willing to kill thousands of people just for another bag that you would have gotten anyway. And the thing is, like, if our premier had said as a disease, just a few weeks, maybe a few days before, it was so fine to travel to and from. It was it was considered fine by our government to do so, but the moment. It wasn't like one news article where they're like, hey, don't travel. It was stressed. It was advised. It was expected. Don't travel. Mm. 
Like, this is not like Reddit, you know, forum conversation. This was mainstream front page news. Don't travel interstate. So you go and travel and then you come on the same Instagram talking about, I'm so sick of everybody not following the rules. I'm so sick of people not taking the right, you know, um, the right precautions. Oh I just feel like, you know, we're yeah. all in this together. Everyone take care of your mental health. Like, I know a lot of us are out of jobs right now. Says you who got just got paid four or five figures to post on the internet. Like, it's not adding up. Bruh. Bruh. <laughs> I remember the other day. Bruh. I was talking to uh, my wife, Grace. I'm like, I just feel like, um, do you know, what, what what was it? The, um, oh, fucking when Jeffree Star and Shane Dawson were having, were being cancelled on the internet and Jeffree's like, I've got so much tea on everyone, but I won't share it. That's how I feel sometimes. <laughs> like, it is not my business and I don't care. Like, allow yourself to get bamboozled by people who like put on a front every day for a living. It's part of the job. It's why you like them. It's why you follow them. But also see through the fucking facade of of what it is to be someone who commodifies themselves on the internet. They don't get paid enough Oop. to show you all four, all, all four corners of what they're doing. Connect the fucking dots. Yeah. <laughs> Connect the dots. <laughs> and this is why, like, this is all just such a pyramid scheme. Like, we're all... <laughs> <laughs> like, there's just a gun on everyone's neck. It's all just such a scam. I don't even know where to begin. I think what's happened particularly is that like I think for me when corona came around I was like wow everything is actually so fragile yeah. nothing is real everything will be taken from you there's no such thing as security there's no such thing as stability like live your life and enjoy and I think a lot of people took corona as like oh my god I need to hoard as much money as humanly possible because there's no stability and the more money I get, the more stable I'll feel. The scarcity mindset that capitalism deludes us into buying into is what causes all of the cruelty in the world. Like Jeff Bezos is the richest nigger on this planet and yet he still hoards wealth as if he's living paycheck paycheck (laughs) to paycheck. Like these influencers are willing to kill they are willing to the influences you follow <laughs> and this is why like instagram fam you really support people with your follows like the influences that you follow are willing to kill you for a bag like they don't care about you like you're doing ride or die this is like stan culture greed capitalism like all of this is also interconnected and it's basically just mass genocide just like cloaked in capitalism like it's just mass genocide sold to you as ambition like that's all all of this is Bobo is so wild with this language she's a mass genocide (laughs) it really is like i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on linkedin you'll miss out on great candidates like sandra start hiring professionals like a professional Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But when you think about like, 
the the accumulated deaths of the actions of like Jeff mm. Bezos, Bill Gates, like all of like the accumulation of all of our actions together, like every time you step into an H&M, like how many kids, how many child slaves had to die for you to get your small, small t-shirt? How many, like there's, it's so many small actions that just lead to millions of deaths a year. Like how many people have to starve to death so that your favorite blonde influencer who makes six figures on an Instagram post like all of those absurd all of those absurdities just lead to mass genocide like that's really all it is like capitalism is just one big ass mass genocide cloaked as ambition it's really madness and it's wild because like i say with my chest i'm capitalism's handmaiden so it's one of those things where i don't i feel as though if you listen to this podcast especially I'm not trying to delude you with what I do on the internet. I I say I would say at least once every third episode. I commodify myself and my lifestyle on the internet for money. Why? Because I can. Yeah. And when the well dries up, I will stop. <laughs> <laughs> like it's such a privileged position to be in that I'm not above capitalizing on it. Who am I not to take mm. what's been given oh, at this time? Yeah. Get out. Yeah. But also within that, and I, I up until I mean, as Bob and I have done this podcast. I think I've showed in in many ways where I'm not a moral and ethical bitch. I've just reminded you in so many ways how like I'm an individualist to a fault. Like I don't want to care as much as I do, but I find myself slipping. Like it's very unlike me to listen to this fucking premiere, not go take a quick flight, cash a check, make a ton of money and not tell anyone. Like, I feel like it should be within my nature to do that. But even I, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and my whole thing is like, I, f- I feel as though I'm less offended by like, um, I feel like, you know, get your bag because the well will run, the well will run dry and the opportunities will go. So mm. like, I don't know what your personal situation is. Get your bag, catch that flight, you know, take precautions, get your money, come home, mind your business. That's not what I'm more frustrated about. It's the rhetoric around now coming online and being like, hi, everyone, here's me on my moral high ground to tell you ways in which you need to do better. You know, like, how are you going to... Like, I know that the majority of influencers and creators especially ones in Australia who work in similar industries that I do, your well has not run dry. If you've seen people doing ad, ad, spawn, spawn in the last five months, they're getting paid. The well has not run dry. Like even within a Mm. pandemic, there is still a need to advertise because I mean, if you, I don't know if people are aware, but for the first um, two months of this pandemic, e-commerce sales were as high as Black Friday and Christmas. Wow. Consistently for two months. So even wow. with I actually didn't know uh, that. Yes, yeah, so wow. even within a time where people should be in economic strife, should be saving, should be planning for a future, they were spending. Because above all, we are so tied to the fact that we want more than we have. And who are who Yeah, you know, exactly. And advertisers, people don't have the same hundred thousand, two hundred thousand to do these big fucking billboards. Nobody was leaving the home. What did they have? Pervasive influences to get you at your weakest point. <laughs> it's not always yeah, that serious, but you know, influences <laughs> more than now more than ever, their job is so valuable because when when the news comes out that the economy is going to be, you know, in um 
you know, in a downturn and we need people to stimulate it. Income your influencers who still remind you that, okay, maybe you don't need jewelry, but perhaps you need skincare, right? Or perhaps you need yeah. you know, mental health yeah. services, yoga, whatever it might be. They're still making money. And so this conversation of like, it's been hard for all of yeah. us. And sure, <laughs> but it's been a lot less hard for content creators to get paid thousands of dollars to do what they do online. Like, it's not the same exactly. struggle. Yeah. <laughs> and I say this because that's the thing. I say this because I've been in that situation. Like, I've been an influencer and I got paid mad money to do really simple, small, small things on Instagram. And I think what's funny is that it's like, it's the essential workers who are having everyday moral dilemmas. Like, the essential worker that's get, that gets paid a minimum wage is doing everyday ethical yeah, dilemma. Well. Whereas the six-figure influencer will not bat an eyelid to go fly somewhere and potentially kill hundreds of people for just another bag. Another bag that's just a drop in the ocean. And I guess... And it's like, this is how, like, the onus of change always falls on the most marginalized. Mm. Like, it's always, even when it comes to climate change, it's always on the individual to like the onus is always on the individual to enact mass change when corporations will not bat an eyelid to throw tons and tons of plastic into the ocean like even now with corona the rich are still flying on their private jets while us individuals are having ethical dilemmas over whether to go have a picnic in the park like it is madness it's just a very odd time. And it's, wow. the whole thing is really interesting to me because like I said, being capitalism's handmaiden, I'm not above prioritizing my individual needs over what should be right for the community. But there are some, there are a lot of instances yeah. where it's just so much easier to do, not like the quote unquote right thing, but the thing that's just beneficial for everybody involved. Yeah, I just feel as though, yeah. I mean, but the last five months on the internet has been very, 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 um, I mean, interesting is just a bit of a bland word, but it's like the hypocrisy is is there. The lack of understanding is there. (laughs) And I feel like people don't, how do I explain this? I don't think that people are not getting smarter, but it still goes back to critical thinking skills. It's like Groundhog's Day. Like we had the black and white tiles. We explained why that wasn't beneficial. Then not even a month and a half Mm. later, we're doing the same black and white selfie for women empowerment co-opting you know a uh, initiative to raise awareness about a turkish femicide like people are not learning and i i think i get more and more frustrated because as people you know how people expect creators and influencers with platforms to do the right thing and raise awareness and kind of take a stance on different initiatives to um encourage their audience to do the same also but what we're also doing is putting people um in positions of power who also don't know what to do with that power who at the drop of a hat will like Mm. it's just like just say your capitalism's handmaiden and go because at the very least nobody can check for you this is why i sit comfortably on my fucking like rikers island of self (laughs) because i know what position (laughs) i put myself in and you like how are you gonna make me feel bad about it when i remind you every day what it is that i do why i do it and like I remember when someone was like, I get so, I'm so frustrated being the token 
whatever in my space. I'm like, then don't do it. But somebody else will. So be frustrated and don't cash the check. Be frustrated and catch the check. Like whatever your morals allow you to do, go do. You know, don't stress yourself out too yeah, hard. Yeah. But these in betweens, like t- t- yesterday, you two are posting the black and white fucking selfie talking about. I just want to uplift all of the women. And then tomorrow, you're now resharing articles, being like, hey everyone, like do your fucking research. It's about a femicide. Like. <laughs> why can't you <laughs> it is every day it's every even day. taking the and L here's is the a thing i think what confuses <laughs> that's the thing i think what causes all of this confusion is like this illusion of moral purity i think i think a lot of people are like pursuing moral purity like just like living existing in this black and white world where you're either a complete a nun or your Jeff Bezos. And like it just actually doesn't work that way. Like it's just about like be ethical in the ways that you can and in the ways that you actually care for. Because like one more time. Be ethical in the ways that you can and the ways that you actually care for. Facts. Because like it is actually impossible like just you going to Whole Foods to buy a tomato, you've killed yeah. someone. Like you've you've actually killed someone doing that. So there is no moral purity to pursue and you will drive yourself mad you actually do yourself and the world a disservice trying to pursue a standard that doesn't exist and that will always be undermined by the system at large like every day so just do what you can and do what you care for and don't perform because all your performance does is take up space that would otherwise be occupied by real change. Like it's not, it's, it's, you will not die. And it's the same for me. Like as much as it's also every week ethical dilemma, like every week existential ethical dilemma, I also just know that like I'm going to sell out. Like I am fully going to sell out because capitalism will eventually undermine all my moral all my moral and ethical efforts like if gap comes to me tomorrow with a check bitch i'm taking that check (laughs) but will i kill like am i flying over to london to cash a check like no i'm not because that's where i'm drawing the line like it's okay to have your lines it's okay to critically think for yourself it's okay to have your own personal moral and ethical standards like you don't have to pursue this like golden standard of purity purity doesn't exist it's just a scam that was sold to you by capitalism to keep you feeling inferior which is kind of like the the um like the motto of everything right because i don't know if we i don't know when's the last time we spoke about it but i was I think it's probably one of our last am i the assholes but i was speaking about how when i go in the group um and I look at when people sort of like share their own individual personal dilemmas and the advice they give, uh, though the advice they're given often feels so over-intellectualized. So when Bobo and I have these conversations, I feel as though, especially if you're a newer listener who hasn't been with us from the beginning, then there's a lot of context that's missing for us as people. And the one thing that I've found, um, the one, yeah, the one kind of preconceived notion I've found about us that it's not really true is that people think that we intellectualize, um, 
no, people think that our intellectualization matches our actions and that we intellectualize to change behavior when really we're just theorizing, ideating, shooting the shit, having chats, you know, just unpacking what we know to be true. And not every unpacking is going to result in a change of belief and behavior. In some in some instances it does. Like when we had the episode about hookup culture, I stopped with that shit. My lips tied up. There was no more, there was no more going Tinder, whatever. No, it was like no longer was I just rooting for fun. I changed my tune because the intellectualization of the topic of sex and feminism, it hit. But we've spoken at length about, you know, the degradation of animals for human pleasure. And I'm still eating meat comfortably. Octopus, I don't eat anymore. <laughs> I'm, I've drawn the line of octopus. Um, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> octopi are screaming. better than people. So, yeah, you know, no, they're too smart. They're superior. Yeah. But the rest of the animals, fair game, fair game. <laughs> <laughs> And so even in this instance, like when we're having this conversation about being capitalism's handmaiden, I know some people just happen to have to engage um, in capitalism because that's just how their life is set up. I actively yeah. choose to, like I've started businesses, like there's a difference. And so I can be highly aware that I am the problem and critique the problem. I don't want people who are just working, that. yeah, just working to get by, doing your minimum wage job to feel like you are the problem. Yes, yeah, you move no. the cogs and the wheels, <laughs> but like you also don't really have a choice. Like yeah. all the choices you that are you have puppet. aren't really beneficial. <laughs> exactly. If it wasn't you, it would have been somebody else. I, on the other hand, yeah. am the problem. <laughs> So there's a difference. <laughs> so when when we're having these conversations, I think it's important for people to remember that while you can intellectualize and ideate, like don't take the pressure, take the pressure off yourself to now, I don't want to say be a hip, I'm not advocating for hypocrisy, but I, I feel like don't limit how much you challenge your critical thinking skills based on the fact that you're not also going to change your behavior. Yeah, you know, like you are a co- like existence yeah. <laughs> is a paradox, like, and that's that's okay because like everything is absurd. Also, I love that you said that because also like something that I think about a lot is the fact that like everyday life lacks nuance. Like nuance is a very intellectual concept. Mm-hmm. Nuance is very nuance is conceptual, but it's not experiential mm-hmm. because like it's only. It's only in retrospect when you're analyzing situations or when you're analyzing situations from afar that nuance occurs. But in the everyday acts of life, you generally are faced with no decisions or like one or two decisions. Like everyday life is a lot less nuanced than the theory of life, which is also just like something to think about, which is I think we talked about this briefly in the last episode with the poopy dilemma. Um, with the girl who shat herself. <laughs> yes. And it was like... <laughs> like, that's just the perfect example. Because when you think, like, if your friend shits herself, in that moment, you can either clean her up and violate her mm-hmm. or you leave her alone. Like, yeah. those are actually the two options that you have. But it's only when you're analyzing it in retrospect that all of the nuance about Mm -hmm. sexual assault and Mm -hmm. violation and privacy and friendship, all of those things come up when you're intellectualizing actions. But life doesn't afford you the time and the luxury of intellectualizing your actions because actions happen in the moment. Like Mm -hmm. there's no time to ponder. 
and like that's also i think like when people come out and call people hypocrites or call people like we even talked about this with the jada and will and august Mm -hmm. situation like you can acknowledge that what jada did was predatory without labeling her a predator because like Mm -hmm. the context of her actions allow us to see that but in the moment like that's not how it is so i think we also have to separate experience versus concept and like yeah like the present moment versus the moment in retrospect like they they're actually very different i wish we had started the episode with that because that was a word (laughs) and it's it's almost i mean if we could it feels as though that's the big missing picture with all of these things because i noticed that um yeah, I, I feel as though... I mean, we already know that people who are in the podcast group don't listen to the podcast. And we also know that people who are just tuning in for the first, second, third time project these characteristics onto us based on the way our voices sound and maybe our mm. perspective on a very particular am I the asshole or whatever it might be. But there are so many ways in which, like, we're just here to chat. This doesn't extend to... Like, it's every time somebody... Um, message me messages me sorry and says like oh my goodness like this influencer said the n-word or they have braids or how do you listen to azalea banks because of so and so it's like it's just are we um <laughs> like we're so it feels like almost like baby critical thinking versus toddler critical thinking in the sense that like toddler yeah. critical thinking can acknowledge the, hypocr- the hypocrisy in human nature and that in almost like Yes, you could do all the right things, but if you're not motivated to, then what's the point? Like, who who are you putting yeah, on a show for? Yeah. You little puppet, yes. you little minstrel? Who's this for? <laughs> <laughs> I'm also like, do what you want as long as you can justify it. Because I think part of the issue mm. is with... Or not part of the issue, but I think some of the problems people have with proving that they have developed their nuance and proving that they've developed their tact and critical thinking is that they can do it in the comfort of the Facebook group and they can do it within the comfort of fellow Bobo and Flex listeners or fellow critical thinkers. But the moment you come across somebody who really believes they can say the N-word or really believes that um, taking off the condom during sex isn't sexual assault, then suddenly you're yeah. shook up. Suddenly you don't know what to say, you don't know how to feel. Yeah. Suddenly you're like, oh, I'm so confused. Like what? And this is the issue because you've intellectualized it in a hypothetical reality where people yes. are all on the same page and they all are, you know, are super woke and conscious and all that good stuff. And you've forgotten that outside of this quote unquote safe space of people who are here um, based on this common denominator of Bobo and Flex, they don't give a shit on the other side. Yeah, this reality. <laughs> and so now do you give a shit? <laughs> How far will you go to hold on to these like newfound ethics and morals that you've developed in this very controlled environment? Yeah. Oh my God, I love that. And this is why I also believe that like, if we're going to judge people at all, which I don't think we should, but if we're going to judge people at all, then we should judge people on the morality of their time. Because like, morality is a moving target it's subject to space and time and like it's it's like like you said if you're in a space with like-minded left-wing liberals understand that that space is 0.0000001 of the global population like the rest of the world doesn't give a fuck about your morals like 
this the creator of the simulation doesn't give a fuck about your morals like they actually don't care and like that is i feel like that's something that would make a lot of people's lives easier like just the realization that no one outside of your tiny bubble cares about your morals <laughs> and not only that but your morals are inconsequential like they are inconsequential in the grand scheme that felt cathartic i hope everyone enjoyed that <laughs> <laughs> just talking about how i feel (laughs) honestly no i love it i mean sit sit with that everyone it's a strange time and for good reason i feel like um this pandemic is um or how we're behaving during this pandemic is a manifestation of all the things we talked about in theory just coming to pass yeah and it was like for australia it was a slow build it was like oh you know climate change the effects of that's you know starting to rear its ugly head we're getting dust storms you know suddenly it's like oh there's the bushfires oh there's a pandemic what what do you actually do when it's time to really like get it together think of how people have forgot that climate change is real and are like doubling their plastic intake would this take away everything during the pandemic take away uber eats take away martinis we're just running into the shops forgot my bag take away this take away that going to the grocery store four times a day blah blah blah. like look it's just it is what it is it is what it it is wow i hadn't even considered that is that what donald trump what did i just read on twitter let me see this it said that what did Hold Donald on. do today? Donald said, oh, wait, no, it wasn't on Twitter. It was on Mamma Mia. Hold on. <laughs> Donald Trump said, it is what it is in response to US death toll. This is, wow. I'm crying. But that's, it is what that's it is. genuinely how he feels. Like, that's, it really that's is what it is. Yeah, yeah. When, you're, when you've got that kind of wealth and power, I just honestly... It's not as though I sympathize with billionaires, no. But I can honestly, I can see why they're so detached. (laughs) Because you're not even dealing with small, small problems. Like, imagine a world where you're not thinking about what you're going to eat, if you can afford to pay rent, if you can afford to do big enjoyment, if you can afford to like live the life you want to live. You're actually, you've hacked the mainframe. Your, Your pure existence is dedicated to doing what you want, because you want to. And suddenly, you now want me to care and conceptualize that somewhere in a a faraway land, people cannot eat. It's not my problem. (laughs) You be poor there, and I will be not poor here. That's genuinely how... Did you see Elon Musk? Someone like... Someone made... I can't remember what they said. And his response was, we will coup wherever we want. Someone made a joke about a coup that um, Tesla had done somewhere that literally cost millions of people's lives. Mm. And Elon just responded with, excuse me, we'll coup wherever we want. Like, I'll do whatever the fuck Man's doing jokes. (laughs) Yeah, like, (laughs) to him, like, your life. But this is why I say, like, you are just a number to these niggas. Like... When they're in a boardroom, they are not considering you as a full human being. Like these multimillionaires and billionaires, they see people as numbers, as just like, they're all solipsists. Like they just see people in relation to how can they make me more money? Like 
Which is what kills me about people who defend billionaires. Like, you know, you're defending someone who would slaughter you <laughs> for, for free. another billionaire. <laughs> yeah, like for another billion, like he'll easily slaughter you. My favorite thing to do is to draw parallels between like our behavior and billionaire behavior. Because in the mm. same way, Boba and I talked about it a couple of episodes ago in the same way that look, we're not particularly conscious about what life is like if you're disabled or if you are suffering with like a debilitating mental illness. We just go about our days, living our lives and then we're, we're yeah. very aware of our own oppression, but not the ways in which um, we constantly oppress others. And like we said, yeah. like people don't want to talk about like, you don't want to think about how your H&M shirt just killed someone. It's not your problem. You don't yeah, want to humanize the person that you just killed to get this cute, you know, puff shoulder, you know, ditzy floral top for spring. You don't want to think about yeah. it. In the same way, billionaires don't want to think about the people that they're <laughs> killing to like, increase their wealth. Why can't we not comprehend? It's the same, same. It's so of simple. Of course, on a minor and relative scale. And even if you take it further, like, if you, if you like, consume or wear animals or animal byproducts in the same way if you want to create the distinction between animal life and human life like we're not all animals that's fine but in the same way that you will eat an an animal have one slaughtered not even finish the food because you can because it's your that's, right because who's going to tell exactly you otherwise <laughs> this is what billionaires are doing and suddenly you can't comprehend we are all the same. Boba asked in her reflex expansion pack, is it human nature to create or destroy? Look at us. Destroy, Look destroy, us. destroy, exploit. It's all we do. Exploit, 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 colonize. It's all we do. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make a nursery rhyme for the kids. <laughs> no, really. That's what I'll be teaching my kids. A is for Antifa. B is for B benevolence. Is for... <laughs> yes. Um, what's C? C is just capitalism is trash. Yeah. D. Um, the death D rate is, is steadily for- increasing the more you shop fast fashion. Basically. E is, e is for eat the rich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, E is for eat the rich. Oh um, my goodness. We're going to skip F and go straight to G. Guillotine mm-hmm. all the billionaires. <laughs> I love my new alphabet. Like, who's going to pay me to put this in the schools? <laughs> in the curriculum. It's an anarchist alphabet. Literally, we've skipped F because fuck F. <laughs> wow, there's something there. Anyway, I hope you all yeah. enjoyed that one. I feel lighter for it. Yeah, that was me very... too. I think... <laughs> I feel like we manifest that because before I recorded this episode, I had to name it to create the file and I called it light episode and we did it. I feel we alive. really did. I was so angry I love before how we started recording. <laughs> now we're here. I'm giggling. <laughs> I love how a light episode for us is about anarchy. I love it. <laughs> we're better for it. Yeah. No, I love this. Thank you guys for listening. Oh, I'm learning to not use gendered language. Thank you all for listening. Mm. Um, Let us know your thoughts. What moral dilemmas are you grappling with? How do you deal with your moral dilemmas? Oh, I've also decided um, I no longer want non-podcast listeners in the Facebook group because they're just polluting. Yeah, what do we do about that? I think I'm just, I'm going to add, I just saw it today. Someone had posted asking like, oh, is there not an episode this week? And I responded being like, oh, wait, yeah, Flex had her wisdom teeth taken out. So 
we will continue our regular programming next week. And then someone commented on that post being like, oh, what's the podcast? Is there a podcast? Ah! And I was like... (laughs) (laughs) He even had the nerve to say, what is it called? I'm like, you're in a group called the Bobo and Flex Show. And you had the audacity. What do they think it is? Like, what what do they think Bobo and Flex is? I... I'm just flabbergasted. Like, I'm discombobulated. I'm disgusted. That is so interesting. I mean, it's yeah. so hard to monitor. Like, I don't... I feel like there's... Having non-podcast listeners add some flavour. I feel like seeing the friction between people who are doing the work versus people who are spectators, it's interesting to see that kind of you oh, know, interaction. Like, someone yeah. who's clearly like, I don't understand why we can't say the N-word. And someone who's like, what the fuck? <laughs> So I like it for that, but also it's like there are. I feel like there are people within our uh, within our Facebook group who are integral to it even functioning, who consistently bring in like topics worth discussing, who should yeah. feel like they have yeah. a space to do that. But I mean, um, what you can do is, I mean, what can you do? You just have to get on with it. I mean, even if we made another group, what? How do we, you can't police that? Yeah, I guess there's just like, you know how when you before you enter the group, you Mm. have to ask answer some questions. I guess we'll just have to add an extra question that's like that requires a little more thinking. Yeah, I don't know, but that's it. We'll make a new secret group and then we'll only tell the people who listen to this podcast. Oh, you know what we should do? Someone suggested this, that every podcast we have a secret code and we'll say this is the code for the group. So it's basically just bitches who know the code who can enter the. But group. how do you get in? Like, where do As you? It, so, code? like in the episode, so they'll have to listen until the end of the episode, and at the end of the ep- at the end of every episode, will be like the code this week is the aliens are coming. So, like that week, the question to enter the group will be what is the episode code? But how do you lock the group? It's already on private. Remember. Yeah, but what about people who are already in the group? Oh, no, the people who are already in, it's too late. Like, we can't do anything <laughs> about that. <laughs> like that, we can't do anything about that. Our colony is soiled. <laughs> yeah, well, there is a new group. Um, the BIPOC s- group, right? Yeah, someone created a new Bobo and Flex group for Black... Can you believe BIPOC means Black Indigenous? I really thought it meant bisexual. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> I really <laughs> But yeah, it. so Ashley, shout out to Ashley. She created a new group for Bobo and Flex listeners who are black, indigenous, people of color. Um, so you can go join that if you are not white. And it's great. Yeah, I've been in there. I was in there since the date started. It's very juicy. I also just love the like being proactive. Absolutely. That's my favorite bit. Yeah. So I probably fixed it. And I guess like the other thing is like if you, I mean, I'm, I'm so bored of having like critical discussions with people I don't know. So I don't do that shit anymore, but you can also like listen to Bobo's Patreon. Don't you have, don't you have a discord as well? I do. Yeah. It's very juicy. But I think what I like about that is because it's, um, there's a paywall 
there's no there's no trolls there's no you know what i mean it's just like really cool discussions with people who are paying to be there so like no one's gonna fuck it up like you're not gonna fuck up a space that you've paid to be in you know yeah Exactly, unless um, you're really, really bitter. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you can literally. go listen to Bobo's Patreon and join the Discord. That's one yeah. thing you can do. Um, and you also have your own... Um, we'll link all this in the description box yeah. below. You also have your, your new podcast too. Yeah, I've got my new podcast, Whatever I Want, where I talk about whatever I want, whenever I want. There's also a, yeah. a Facebook group, but I'm not going to do anything to stop it from becoming what Bobo and Flex Facebook group became. <laughs> like yeah. it's, just, it's just repeating history. I'm not, there's no moderators. I'm not, none of that. I'm not dictating I what love happens, that, honestly. what doesn't happen. Maybe I am an anarchist. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I, and this is what I said. The first time someone suggested that we have moderators, I was like, no, we believe in anarchy. So mm-hmm. like, this is what this group is going to be. Because I genuinely do believe that the only fair way, the only justice and fairness in this world is anarchy. Because anarchy is unbiased. Like whatever happens is not biased towards anyone. It just is what happens. Like, mm chaos i love chaos chaos has no agenda it is unbiased it just is like i love it that being said there will be no code i think we should continue with the anarchy yeah um i mean because also what i noticed (laughs) yeah (laughs) if there's shit in the group i don't like i just scroll but i was literally about to say how do you how is this going to be managed like I, like, I just, I love the friction between people who, quote unquote, don't get it or are rejecting. Um, I mean, this is the thing, right? I feel as yeah. though critical discussion is something that people want to do in theory, but not in practice. Because all they want to do critical Let's discussion go. with like-minded people. And if somebody who is either a troll... Which isn't critical. No. Somebody who's either a troll or maybe is, is generally wondering why, I don't know, why we can't eat each other or you know why we can't um you know sell each other to human trafficking rings and everyone's like this person's a fucking (laughs) troll we're not even going to entertain this this is the issue though (laughs) like yeah you need to entertain (laughs) entertain it or challenge your brain to justify why it can't happen like isn't that the whole point yeah of why we're even learning how to critically think so when we encounter people like this we can like back it's like back forth back forth back forth but you know i I agree with that entirely i watch and giggle i think it's very interesting (laughs) yeah i also i'm just amazed at like i'm amazed at why people are so pressed okay this is gonna sound really this might sound mean of me but i don't get why you wouldn't just scroll past something because like no one is paying you to debate for free so if you see a dumb post, and that's another thing about algorithms, like the algorithm of the Facebook group is just swayed towards engagement. Like mm-hmm. the more you engage with certain type of posts, the more the algorithm gives it to you. So if you don't like a certain type of post, why would you even engage? Like why not just scroll past? Like why make it so deep? Why get so emotionally invested? Why do free debates? Like why do free debate? in a world where, in a world where you can just choose not to just don't like i've seen people just being really dramatic about like i don't like the direction and i don't know like i just see posts in that group i just see the posts 
of people that I engage with mm. because the people who I think are dumb, I just scroll past. So like the group to me is great. Like I don't, I don't really that. see dumb posts. Yeah. And, and honestly, like half the group is every day. Like somebody called, um, I heard somebody reference black people as jungle monkeys, but they never said anything racist <gasps> before. So do you like, how do you think I should approach it? <laughs> like, that is half the fucking group. <laughs> and the other half like, is like, eat, eat the rich. <laughs> like, yeah, abolish the like, prison system. <laughs> I love it. It's literally reality. facts. It is. And like, that's what makes life interesting. And I also just think like the group, the group flows in like seasons. Like there's some seasons where it's really chaotic and then there's some seasons where it's really harmonious because that's how nature works. Like mm-hmm. nature works in cycles and like nature is inherently random and cyclical and every season will bring in new random shit. Like sometimes there'll be bushfires, sometimes there'll be floods and sometimes there won't. Like like why be pressed like just just relax why don't engage with posts (laughs) yeah don't engage with posts you don't like you don't need to raise your blood pressure but also remember it's actually just a facebook group like it's also it's it's just a facebook group like don't make it so deep it's not that deep no Say less, do less, care less. Yeah. <laughs> Next year we're bringing back apathy. It's too much to care. It's too much. <laughs> You've got approximately five months of us giving a shit and then after that it's a free-for-all. I don't know what's going to happen. It's, yeah. No, literally. I love anarchy. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Let us know what you think on... You know what else? I also just think like we are the only group that is anarchists. So, like, why ask from us what you can get in every... Every single Facebook group has moderators and policemen and governments and jails. Like, why ask that from us? Like, we're giving you something new. So, let us know how you feel uh, about anarchy, about moral dilemmas. This was a very chaotic episode. So let us know how you feel. Join the Facebook group. All the links to everything that we have discussed will be in the description box below. And we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.